the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey folks, how you doing? This is Bill Twyford with Investing on the Go. Investing on the Go. This is 15 minutes of solid information. This is 15 minutes for you weekend warriors. I don't care if you've done one deal or you've done 100 deals. This is information you can learn from. This is great information that you can utilize and use in today's real estate market. So today we're going to talk about talking to a homeowner when they are in the embarrassment mode. When they're embarrassed, you go to their door, you're using your script, you're talking to them. You've got to realize now, homeowners that are behind in payments, homeowners that are going through divorce, homeowners that are in bankruptcy, homeowners that are losing their property, maybe just because they're behind two or three payments or they're in foreclosure. Okay, they're six or eight payments behind and they're losing their property. You've got to remember, there's some embarrassment with that. You know, they're going to go through the different modes of emotions. They're going to start out in denial. Then they're going to go to anger. Okay, then they're going to end up, you know, going into a fearful mode or in a, you know, um, an embarrassment mode, or they're going to go into an acceptance mode or depression. There's all different types of modes that they go in. So an embarrassment mode, what I want you guys to do is you have to learn how to realize what these modes are. And also you have to realize how to deal with those modes. All right. How to deal with those modes. So when you're out there speaking and talking to a homeowner face to face or even over the telephone when you're talking to a homeowner you have to be listening to what they're saying that's why it's important guys and gals to know what to say because in communication we always talk about communication in a hundred percent of communication words are seven percent body language think about this for a second body language is 55 percent tonalities is 38%. So when you start looking at 7% in communication is worse. Well, Bill, why are you, you know, even talking to me about learning what to say if that is only 7% of communication? Because I'm telling you guys and gals, when you start talking to homeowners, you start working in any type of a sales business, when you memorize what you need to say, you don't have to think about what to say. So now what happens, ultimately, you can listen to what your customer is saying back to you. So you don't have to think, oh, what do I need to say next? Oh my gosh, hope they don't say that because if they do, I won't know what to say. And then boom, they ask you that and you go, oh no, what do I do now? They just asked me that question and I don't have an answer for that. That's what I was hoping wasn't gonna happen. So see, you have to learn how to know exactly what to say. You have to memorize, internalize, and rehearse your scripts so you know what to say in all circumstances. Okay? So once you memorize that 7%, that's on autopilot. 
Now you can focus on the other 93% of communication, which is body language and tonality from your customer. Tonalities, you've got you know, all kind of types of stuff in your tonalities. How are they saying things? Are they downswinging? What are they doing? Are they talking fast? Are they talking slow? Body language is all this stuff. Do they move their hands when they talk? You know, what are they doing? Leaning back, leaning in, they're making their eyes big, they look like they're scared. What are they doing? Okay, if you have to think about what to say, you can't focus on that. So that's a great little training right there for you, right off the bat. So memorize what you need to say. So we go up to the door, and a homeowner's standing there, and we knock on the door, and let's say it's Mary. Say, hey Mary, how you doing? My name is Bill. I was at the courthouse, and I noticed your lender had publicly posted your home for sale. We specialize in helping homeowners like you buy time to stay in their home. What I'd like to do is give you this free information packet on what you can do with your 10 options, what you can do to buy time. What are you working on right now with your mortgage company? Now, if they're in a fearful state, if they're in a fearful state, what's gonna happen, they're gonna say something like this. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Who knows about this? Who knows about this? Because they're afraid. Okay, see, here's the thing, guys and gals. If they're afraid and they're in the embarrassment or fearful stage, here's what's going to happen. They're going to go, oh, my God, who knows about this? And we're going to say to them, everybody. And they're going to go, oh, my gosh, everybody. Seriously? Say, listen, it's on this foreclosure list right here. It's public record. Everybody knows about it. That's why we need to work together so I can get you off this list. Mary, let me go ahead and get your phone number first. Now, Mary gives me her phone number. Okay? Now, I've got her number. And we're talking about what her options are. But see, here's the thing. Whether they're in the fearful state or they're in an embarrassment state, those two states kind of go hand in hand because they're embarrassed and they're also afraid at the same time. So I don't want you guys to think, well, okay, you know, Bill's got to call just on the fearful and Bill's got to call just on the embarrassment. I want to blend them together because realistically, they go into a fear stage and then they go into embarrassment. They go back into a fear and then back into embarrassment. So I want to tie these two together in separate calls and separate trainings. So when they're embarrassed, they're going to say things like that. Oh my gosh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I just, I, I can't tell the rest of my family you know, they're just going to think I'm an idiot. They told me not to buy this house. They told me not to go into this debt. You know, they told me that my job might not be secure. So, and you can hear fearfulness in there, but also embarrassment. Okay, so what they're doing is they're telling you what's on their mind. They're telling you really what mode they're in. So I want you guys to realize that when you're dealing with these homeowners, you have to be listening. And the only way you can listen is to know what to say. All right. So she says something like, well, who knows about this? And like I said, I go, well, everybody knows about it. It's public record. Let me go ahead and get your number so we can get you off this list. We can start working together and help you out of this situation. Now, let me ask you this. What are you doing right now with your mortgage company? Well, you know, I'm trying to do a modification or I'm trying to do a forbearance agreement. Or, you know, we thought about filing bankruptcy. Well, you know, bankruptcies, you know, that's, that's a choice. That's option number six. You know, that is a choice. Now, if you're going to file a bankruptcy, what bankruptcy are you thinking about filing? Well, you know, I really don't know what bankruptcy we're going to file yet. You know, I've talked to my attorney, and he's thinking maybe a Chapter 13. Now, what I'm doing, remember, I'm at the door or I'm over the phone. 
I'm establishing value. I'm establishing value. So I'm going to say to them, well, you know, chapter 13 is how you can maximize your time to stay in your home. Now, did your attorney explain to you how to do that? No, I didn't. Well, fortunately, I'm here today. When I explain something to you that makes a lot of sense and you feel comfortable, I mean, obviously, let me help you, won't you? Well, yeah. You know, I'm not an attorney. I can't give legal advice. All I can do is share with you what I've seen other homeowners do in your situation to maximize their time to stay in their home. Okay, I've seen homeowners do this, 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 and this. And I give them a, a few examples of what homeowners do to try to stay in their property. I'm especially going to do this if it's a single mom where the husband's gone, he took off, ran off, whatever, or they're going through a divorce, and the mom's got the kids there. I'm going to do everything I can to keep them in that house and to help them through this tough time. And it might be where you end up buying the house and getting them some cash and moving, helping them move on. Okay, so you have to start listening to your people. You've got to start listening to what mindset are they in, what mode are they in, what's going on in their head up here, and what's going on in their heart. Because that's all part of the sales process when you're dealing with homeowners in distress. Totally different than dealing with an expired listing or a for sale by owner, or somebody who wants to buy, or somebody who wants to sell, versus somebody that has to sell. So those investors out there that work with homeowners all the time, you know what I'm talking about. You know, their emotions go like this all the time, homeowners do. You know, with an expired listing, yeah, they go up and down, just depends, but man, when they're in distress, it's going like this all the time. So you've gotta be there to ride that roller coaster with them. And you've got to calm down your homeowner, okay? You've got to establish value, give them some information, keep them calm, let them make educated decisions. And when they make those educated decisions, what you have to do is you have to be there with them making those decisions. So that way, when they get through this process, they feel like they've done everything. They've gone down every avenue that had to go down. They feel good about leaving the house if they can't keep the house because you help them through that process. Okay, so I want you guys to understand that it's real important. Let's go back to that script again. It's real important to know your script. Hi, my name is Bill. I was at the courthouse the other day and I noticed your lender had publicly posted your home for sale. We specialize in helping folks like you buy time to stay in your home. What I'd like to do is give you this free pamphlet that has all 10 options of what you can do to buy time. All right? What are you working on right now with your mortgage company? It's real simple, guys and gals. And if you don't have the FedUp program, which is the 10 options, it's 31 pages. If you don't have it, you can go to dwonderful.com forward slash FedUp. dwonderful.com forward slash FedUp and purchase it right there. If you don't have the fed up and you're just out talking to homeowners about what they can do and you're trying to generate leads and get a contract signed, then you're going to say something like this. Hey, Mary, how you doing? My name is Bill. I was at the courthouse the other day. I noticed your lender had publicly posted your home for sale. We specialize in helping homeowners buy time to stay in their house. What I'd like to know is what are you working on right now with your mortgage company? See, all you're doing is going straight through by time into what are you working on with your mortgage company. You're not talking to them about what are your 10 options are or anything like that. That's why it's real important to have the FedUp program because the FedUp program gives you, that is the icebreaker when you're standing at the door. You know, I notice your lender publicly posts your home for sale. We specialize in helping folks like you 
buy time to stay in their home. We want to give you this free information packet that gives you your 10 options on what you can do to buy time. What are you working on right now with your mortgage company? Oh my God, I'm so glad you came to the door. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just so frustrated right now. I mean, I'm just so afraid. I just don't know what I'm going to do, where, where my kids are going to go to school. And the biggest problem I've got is I don't want my family to know. See what we're doing there? There was two of them right in a row. There was a fearful statement. I don't know where my kids are going to go. I'm so afraid. And then there's also a statement of embarrassment. you got to be listening for that stuff, guys. But if you don't know what to say, and you don't, and you're thinking about what to say all the time, you can't have those conversations. You can't have those conversations. So once they say, hey, listen, you know what? I'm working on a modification. Then you're going to go kind of down the path of the modification and kind of have what we call the modification conversation. And I'll do a whole 15 minutes on just the modification conversation. You guys will see that. But it's basically going down and say, oh, you're going to do a modification. So basically what you're telling me is you want to stay in your house, right? Well, yeah, we want to keep our house. Okay, and what's the bank saying about the modification? Have you got all the paperwork in yet? No, we haven't got all the paperwork in. They're going to send us a packet. Well, let me tell you what's going to be in that packet. It's going to be an RMA, which is Request for Modification Affidavit. There's also going to be a 4506T that you're going to need to sign, which is an IRS form. You're going to need two years of tax returns, two months of bank statements, and you're also going to need your pay stubs for your job. Now, uh, are you self-employed? No, I'm not. Okay. Then if you were self-employed, you need a profit and loss. If they say, yes, I'm self-employed, then you have to say, you're going to need a profit and loss. Do you have one of those? No, I don't. Do you know how to make one? No, I don't. Well, I hate to be the bear of bad news, but if you're in business for yourself and you don't have a profit and loss, the bank is not going to give you a modification. It's just not going to happen. right? They have to have a profit and loss. So that gives them information right up front. That gives them information to where they feel like, okay, listen, this guy's giving me some value. I want to talk to this person. Because a lot of doors we go talk to, a lot of homeowners we go talk to at the door, they want to have a conversation for four, five, six minutes. You know, they want to know what some of their options are. And by having the packet and being out there in front of people, you get a lot of good experience talking face-to-face -face with homeowners. And you know what? There's nothing in this business of real estate that's more important than getting face-to-face -face with your customer. Because once you get good at being face-to-face -face or over the phone, your business will go like this. What you find out, what I find out in this business, and I've known this for years, but what I'm seeing in this business, a lot of people are worried about trying to automate everything and not talk, talk to anybody. I'm going to tell you what, guys and gals, you're going to work your tail off for almost nothing. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because sooner or later, I don't care if you have leads coming into you automatically. There's nothing wrong with that. I love the automation part of that. You got companies doing mailings for you. You got companies doing lettered mails. You got people putting signs out for you. There's nothing wrong with delegating. That's how you go from a self-employed person to a business owner. You delegate things out. And then what you do is you control everything, but you stay hands off. But what I want you guys to understand, though, is you need to learn to talk to people. And you need to learn to master that skill. Because once you master it, you can teach somebody else how to do it. And that's where your business is going to grow. If you don't take the time to learn it, neither are the people that work with you. 
So I want you guys to understand that. So give this five stars. Okay, go to dewonderful.com. Subscribe. Subscribe. Okay? And I want you guys to give these five stars. They deserve five stars. They're great information. All right, guys and gals, remember, I always say, champions never give up. Champions never give up. Donald Trump says knowledge and education is everything. And you know what? I beg to differ with him. Knowledge and education is nothing without action. If you don't take action, you can be the smartest person in the world. If you don't take action, it doesn't make any difference. You can have the fastest car on the highway. If you don't turn the key and start it up, you're going to get passed by everybody. All right, guys and gals, this is Bill Twyford, the rock star of real estate, checking out with Investing on the Go. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Oh, for more information on how to make your, your real estate, estate dreams, dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.